Okay. Okay. Yeah. For once he's speechless. For once he's speechless. Well, you know, it's it's the time of year. I say every time of year, like where people get sick, you know, a lot. Yes. Yeah. And um, I know Katie, you in particular, have had some challenges this year. In fact, we we have a a viewer or audience listener, depending on how they're. Consuming you talk radio. That's right. Yeah. Uh, they sent us a text, and I think you can probably help address this. Okay. Um, her name is Kristen, and she says a lot of my friends are being diagnosed with chronic illnesses, which means they have something, maybe an illness that's not going away. It's something that they're living with, you know, day in day out, and it makes me sad because this is something they will be dealing with with the rest of their lives. So, what can I do to help them? Um, and, and, you know, I don't know what specifically those chronic illness might be, but, you know, it could be something like diabetes. It could be something like lupus or a heart condition or asthma, you know. Um, Lots of different things, really, that people struggle with. Um, yeah. And, Katie, I know you've been dealing with some stuff. Um, would you like to share a little <laughs> yeah. bit so that maybe you can help Kristen? Yeah, take us on your journey, Katie, or part of it anyway. Well, I'm not going to get into everything, but I do have uh, about a year, two, a year and a half ago, uh, diagnosed with uh, my first chronic illness, and they've been finding more and more since then. <laughs> you have, <laughs> no way, no uh, have chronic, chronic illnesses, yeah, right? right? And it's kind of been a never-ending journey. Of I've seen more hospitals and doctors in the last year and a half than I would prefer to. And sometimes I'm like, I don't even want to see you anymore. Like, I'm not even going to come. I'm just going to call you on the phone and tell you what's going on. How many doctors do you know, really? Specialist do you, doctors. Do you really want me to say the list? Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, you don't it, just give us the list, but you give us the point, approximate the, number. Yeah. At this point, it's about thirty. Oh, yeah, thirty wow. specialists. In just the last year and a half. Wow. In the last year and a half, yeah. I have That's teams, crazy. I have teams at several different hospitals, and I have you know my main doctors that I kind of see every, you know all the like time. Like your phone and, is filled. Your contact oh, yeah, list no. is like yeah, your favorite list. It's all like I I actually have to call them so much, or they call me that I actually had to put all of their numbers in my phone yeah so uh, but keeping all of it straight that's a big part of this challenge too with with general chronic illness and and illness in general um yeah it's it's hard to to coordinate your own care and advocate for yourself it really is i'm it's funny because just the other night um i actually had the opportunity to go out for once um because it's very hard no it really is really hard when you have a chronic illness like to be able to have the strength or the energy or finally feel well enough to go out and i had my um planner with me because i had been to a doctor earlier that day and my friend was like oh that's a nice planner i was like oh yeah you can look at it and she starts opening it and it's all doctor 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 three doctors on this day one doctor on this day and like writing who they are where they are and she's like you really have to do that i'm like yeah because you have to keep track of it it's very hard to keep track of all these doctors and i don't even remember half of who i'm going to at that time and like i'm like oh wait what doctor am i going to today oh yeah they're you know they're that doctor for that thing and they're there you know it's very hard and and you're, you're tenacious enough too katie that you will stand up for yourself 
You will advocate for yourself. You are able to organize all of that. That is a learned skill for a lot of people, and not everyone can do that. So would it be fair, you know, when we're talking, like, to to Kristen, if she is able to help out with some of that potential, if if the friend wants that, of course. So when you have a chronic illness, it's like you don't want to talk about it. Mm. Like, Hmm. because you're stigmatized. Oh, you have an illness, you know. And it's very, people have the very wrong, like, conceptions of it. It's like, I can't be near you because you're contagious. Mm. No, you're not. You're not contagious. You know, you're not going to die. If I go out with you, I'm not going to die on the spot. Like, you're not, no, because I've had friends say that. Like, I can't go out with you because if there's an emergency, I'm not going to know what to do. And I'm like, no, no, it's okay. Like, so. Call 911. Speed dial on your phone. You said, like, not everybody has that and you need people around you. And I actually had to have, like, some friends, like, they knew like I was starting to isolate myself and not really talking and they weren't sure what was going on. And finally they had to be like, what's going on? I'm like, well, you know, I'm sick and I don't really want to talk about it. And like, no, you have to, Mm -hmm. you have to speak up for yourself. And like my doctors weren't believing me and taking me seriously. And my friends were like, you have to speak up for yourself. You have to say something's going on. You have to, you know, be your own advocate because you're not going to get anywhere. And finally, like, I got in fights with my doctors because they didn't believe me. And I left them when they, And that's really important. And having a loved one there, and it can be a friend, could be the loved one to be able to come with you to an appointment. Even probably just hearing what is the information and the advice going on, right? But, But also being able to corroborate yeah, I really see this too. Like, this isn't, this isn't yeah, just kidding. She's not, she's not imagining like, these yeah. things. No, and, and, and you, you need know. that. Yeah. Like, that's something like be very that you need from your friends or your people around you. And that's one piece of advice is, you know, have them like, yeah, I see it too. My friends didn't believe me until I actually had an mm. episode when I was out with them and it lasted two hours. Mm. And they had to take me, you know, to the hospital because it was like, Wow, you're actually really sick, and we believe you now. Mm. So sometimes it's like, not just in your head. It's not in your no, head, and you no. need that. You need people to believe you. You need people to be there for you and say, "Yes, I've seen it," and stand up for you when someone's like, "It's just all in your head. You're a hypochondriac." Because I get that all the time. You're a hypochondriac. It's just in your head. And then you have these people, and they're like, "No, I've seen it. She's really sick," or you know, whoever Kristen's friends are, like, "No, they're really sick. Like, they actually have this condition." Yeah. And, and you can live life still. Yeah. I mean, one and of the you things, can live life. Yes. Your Miss America, I, I messed it up too. Miss America. Miss um, American Diamonds, Dazzling Diamonds. So it's the national beauty title. I mean, yeah. With multiple chronic illnesses. Yeah. How cool is that actually? I mean, you can live life to, to combat some of the stigma. And not just live, but out there making a difference, yeah. out there living. You're doing you talk radio. Yeah. 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 That's one of the things is like that's, that I tell people. And because I have people all the time, you're too sick to go out. You're too sick to be, you should be on, I get it all the time, you should be on disability, you can't be working, you're too sick. And what I like to tell people, and and they don't really, like, it's like, oh, wow, I didn't think about that, is, like, I like to tell them, like, I was in the hospital yesterday, I just want a night out to be normal. Mm. You just want to feel normal. So I keep working, I do things I like, sometimes it takes everything out of me and I can't do anything for the next week. But it's like you just want to feel normal. Yeah. So you push yourself in, in a good way. And, and where do you get that motivation from? I mean, because that, that just doesn't come out of the air. No, I actually get asked that a lot. And my answer is it's God. Like, there's no other explanation because I do not humanly have that power hmm. 
to be pushing myself that much. And sometimes like I, I'm in bed, I can't even move, I, I can't even function. And it's like, I got things to do, I gotta get up. Mm-hmm. And it's like, it's God. Like it's literally like the grace of God that like I can do anything at this point. Well, and, and then getting that vision of this is what I want to be able to do to, to make a difference right. ultimately. Yeah. Right. That yeah. can also give us emotional and physical energy. Yeah. Is that a fair? I, I, I want to add into this conversation since I'm the resident psychologist here. Too. Absolutely. Yes, you, you, know, you both had brought up the, that phrase that I, I've heard this from the health field. Okay. I won't name names, but the health yeah. field too. Of It's all in your head. My wife had some weird conditions early on that led us to adopt our our first and she ended up getting that well it's just in your head and whenever anybody says just it usually is minimizing it right right right? but it's just in your head it's just anxiety i'm like okay again i'm a psychologist i got anxiety that ain't anxiety but you know we we throw that phrase out to kind of say well if it's just in your head it's not real that's true yeah but but one Mental health and substance use is part of chronic illness, yeah. one. Okay. And two, just because it's in your head doesn't mean it's not real. I mean, that, that we kind of throw away. It's real to that person. Yeah. It's re- I am legitimately having that experience, even if it is hypochondria. You know what? That's a That's real, a legit real, yeah. thing. Yeah. And I am in pain and it still needs treatment and help. Yeah. You, you can't just turn it off like that. It's <laughs> Okay, now, now I, I since you are the resident psychologist, I'm going to go back in time because I have to ask you a question. Okay. I have this fear I have for a long time of doctors. <laughs> and I think it goes back to my very first doctor I can remember. His name was Shot. Doctor <laughs> Shot, okay? It, it, and, you know, in my little mind, all I could picture, you know, when my mom would put my coat on, take me in there, you know, is here's this human body oh, with a man. syringe on top, you yeah, know? No kidding, and, no kidding. And, 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 right. But the thing is, he never gave me a shot of it that I can remember. Yeah. It was always his nurse. Always the nurses do, yeah. You know? And so I, I had this fear, but can I get over that? I don't know. <laughs> My, my mom had a doctor named Doctor Goodno, like no good, oh, and he really funny. and he really was no good because she oh. had two miscarriages before she had me, and then she switched doctors, and then she had me. <laughs> yeah, to the point, though, I, I think for how do we get over these kinds of things is one we leave the providers who are no good, yeah, sure, and we get a new experience. This is where friends back to Kristen's question: if you can have friends who don't stigmatize you, who are there and support you and help you feel normal. Again, yeah. I mean, I hear I heard that a lot from teens who had been recently psychiatrically mm. hospitalized yeah. for self-injury. Biggest thing was to their family, to their friends, don't treat me differently. I'm still the same person. Oh, so that's that huge. Is so, that's huge. you know, how would you get over a doctor shot is you have a doctor no shot who's good <laughs> and compassionate. I mean, in, in, in my no field, pain, doctor it's, some, it's what we sometimes call a corrective emotional experience. Okay. You have some, you have a different experience that's positive that reshapes things and goes, okay, you know what? Maybe there's providers who are good. Maybe there's people who I can trust. Maybe there's yeah. friends who can, who can come with me and support me ultimately. Yeah. It's that community thing again. It, it's, it's a community. It's, it's, it's social support. Who care about you. And for health providers, too, we are part of that community. Yes. Yeah. I mean, even to you, you got 30 folks on there. They provide support, and they may not always think about it, but if they can even just that, – that bedside manner makes a huge difference. Oh, it does. Right? It really does. You can tell the good, that's what makes a good doctor from a uh, no-good doctor. Oh, yeah. It does. And I do want to throw something else in there that, in my experience, because, you know, when you're actually going through the illness – 
It helps to take your eyes off of yourself mm. and oh. put it on. I always tell people it could always be worse. I'm in the hospital. You know, I had to have surgery. I had to have this. It could always be worse. Mm. And mm. then I always turn it to, like you said earlier, making a difference. Going out and helping somebody. Like, I was on a bed rest for like a month. The day I got off bed rest, I went and volunteered mm. because it got my eyes off myself and showed me that it could always be worse. Well, and, and it's a, a way of creating your identity that's not defined by a chronic illness. Yeah. Yes. It couldn't be very easy. I, I would say that's another thing for friends and loved ones is sometimes the language we use. I mean, yeah. I talk about this oh, mental okay. illness yeah. a lot. Right. You know, now that's the schizophrenic. That's the depressed right, right. person. Right. Like you're well, you, defined, know, you don't want to be defined right. by that. That's the person with schizophrenia. That's the person with lupus. You know what? I am so much more than my yeah. chronic conditions. And I don't want to be defined by them. I think that's another piece that's to, yeah. what, to what you're saying. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And, no, and, and friends, help them yeah. find an identity beyond it. Yeah. 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 Nobody no. wants to be defined by no. what's wrong with no. them. No, exactly. No. I mean, you, there is so much more to you than just that. And, and because yeah. we have the healthcare that we have today, we can live so much more beyond it. You can do all of these wonderful things with chronic illness. Yeah, mm-hmm. guys, great discussion. I mean, this this is something we're going to have to talk about again. Hopefully, Katie, you will be beyond. You'll get rid of some of your chronic illnesses. It'll be less chronic. Less, less chronic. chronic. How's that? You're not or as have them chronic. under control. So uh, right. better managing them better. But yes. it's, it's an important topic, and it's one that we're going to have to revisit over and over and over again. And again, those uh, you talk is all about you talking to us. So those of you that are watching, listening, get a hold of us. That's why we're here. Utalkradio.com. You can send us a text. Text the word Utalk to 411-247. Reach out. You know, social media, however you want to connect with us, please do so. Utalk Radio.